I've had some scripture on my heart now for a little while, a couple weeks probably, and uh, I'll try not to be long tonight, just want to do what the Lord wants from us. Appreciate you letting us come back this way. I've looked forward to it, had the burden for it, and uh, you just pray for us tonight. John chapter 13. Read there, and then we'll be in Isaiah chapter 1 after. John chapter number 13. And I'll start at the first verse. It says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that His hour was come, that He should depart out of this world unto the Father, Having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he was come from God and went to God, he riseth from supper and laid aside his garments, and took a towel and girded himself. After that he poureth water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter saith unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, and you listen to this tonight, this is where our thoughts are coming from. If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Simon Peter saith unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus saith to him, He that is washed needeth not, save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit, and ye are clean, but not all. Isaiah chapter number 1. Isaiah chapter number 1. Start at the 15th verse. And when you spread forth your hands, I will hide mine eyes from you. Yea, when you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Wash you, make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. It's all that's on my heart tonight to read. I was thinking about that time over there where coming down towards the final hours of Jesus' life and coming down to those final moments that He just had some intimate time with His disciples. And, you know, I'll say in my life, I'm glad that I've had some of them times where it's just been me and Him and we've got to talk and just spend a little time together. I'm glad there's been some times that He's just passed by my way. 
and begin to speak to my heart and let me know some things and let me know that it was going to be all right. But he, you know, he, uh, as he started out that supper with them, they didn't understand what he was going to be doing. But the master of the universe and the savior of the world humbled himself enough that he bowed himself before his disciples and began to serve them. I'm glad that I don't serve a God that does not care about man, but that He lowered Himself just a little lower than the angels and came down and wrapped Himself in flesh and took on my burdens and took on your pain, took on the agony of every man that's ever lived to know what it was like to be a man. And even though He knew what it was like to be a man, He still bowed Himself. He still humbled Himself before His disciples and began to serve them. I can just imagine in my mind the disciples looked at him as he went and grabbed that little pail of water as he went and got the towel and put it on his his belt there and as he began to kneel down they just couldn't understand why the master would look on them and would begin to wash them the way that he did but Peter had some questions for him and listen you might have some questions for the Lord tonight listen Peter said Lord he said you're my master you're the one that I should be washing your feet he said you should never bow yourself down and wash my feet. Listen, Jesus told him something profound over there. And it's something that echoes throughout the ages. He said, what I'm doing now, you don't understand. But he said, Peter, if I wash thee not, thou can pass no part with me. And listen, without any context into that verse, we'll just take that for now and just say, if I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Listen, I'm glad that there was a time in my life that the Lord looked down on me and He saw that in my guilty estate and He saw in my lowness that I needed to be washed. And listen, don't you fool yourself tonight, friend. I know there's lots of religions now that says there's good in every man, but the Bible tells us plainly that there's no good, no, not one. You see, you and I are fallen sons of Adam. We've inherited a sin nature, but no matter what we do, we cannot escape. You say I'm not a sinner, but friends, just look down on your life and the things that you've done. Them little lies, them little things that you've done, the things that you've sold, the things that you've done in secret. Listen, there's not a thing in this life that you do that's secret. The Lord's eyes are always on you, and you're always standing in danger of the judgment. Whether you want to believe it or not, He knows where you are. And he knows what you've done. There's no hiding anything from him. No matter how hard that you try. And I know that we like to puff ourselves up and think that there is some good in us. And I know there's times in our lives that we'll do good things, but by nature, by practice, and by choice, you and I are sinners. This picture that stands before you is a sinner. Your pastor is a sinner. And don't you ever let the devil tell you that you're not. Every single one of us needs a washing tonight. Every single one of us are filthy in the eyes of God. No matter the best that we can do, Listen, friend, I'm glad that God didn't look at me and say He's too dirty to be washed. I'm glad that He didn't look at me and say there's no hope. But I'm glad He scooped Himself back and washed me one night. White as snow. You see, I'm listening, friend. Tonight, let me tell you, 
Oh, you might say, I know there's lots of folks. You know, we argue sometimes about the characteristics and about the nature of God. And you can agree with me or disagree with me tonight. But lots of folks say that God is love. And I agree with First John. Yes, He is. God, the Bible in the Old Testament, it says God is a God of wrath. And I agree. Yes, He is a God of wrath. But I believe His number one characteristic and attribute tonight is holiness. And listen, no matter what you do in your life, you'll never reach earth and stand in the presence of a holy God. Listen, I don't understand how the devil, when he was up in heaven as Lucifer, could look at a being like God Himself that exists within Himself in His own majesty and His own glory and think, I can be like that. Listen, I don't know how he could ever look at the holiness and the grandeur of God and say, I can be like that. And I can ascend to such a state. Listen, friends, the angels in heaven don't cry fly around his head saying, Hold up, don't say love, love, love. They don't say wrath, wrath, wrath. But they fly around him saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And listen, friends, I want to share something with you tonight. And it's not something people like to hear. But heaven is not for everybody. It's not. Just because you've lived and been a good boy or a good girl does not mean that you're granted admittance into that place. It is a prepared place for a prepared people tonight. And listen, you'll not get in if sin still marks your life. You'll not get in with that crimson stain that's down on the inside. You'll never step foot into that land unless you be washed, unless you be clean before you go up that way. And I know folks like to try to clean themselves up. And I know lots of religions try to clean you up nowadays. But you know, listen to me, friends, there's not a thing that you can do to wash yourself. There's never been a thing that I could do to wash myself. Listen, they looked at him and he didn't say, Peter, you need to go wash. He said, if I wash you not, that has no part with me. You know, there's lots of folks that say just give a little money, just do a little ordinance, just do some kind of little ritual. And somehow that will obtain the favor of God. But you know, there was a whole group of Pharisees and Sadducees and scribes that was trying the same thing. And the Lord looked at them one day and He said, Woe to you Pharisees and scribes who, who, who clean up the outside like a platter. Polish it up and make it ever so beautiful. But on the inside you're full of hypocrisy and lies. He said, You're like whitewashed sepulchers. He said, You're beautiful to look at on the outside. But on the inside you're full of dead men's bones. Listen, you can clean up the outside all that you want to, but you must deal with what's on the inside. And that's your heart. Listen, old friends. Job said it like this. He said, if I wash my hands with snow water and make my hands never so clean, he said, then will my clothes still abhor me and thou shalt cast me into the ditch. You would think a man washing with snow water, that white, pure water, would be able to clean his hands, but not in the sight of a holy, holy God. You'll never get yourself clean enough to see heaven on your own. You'll never be able to do enough religious things to see heaven on your own. 
The Bible tells us pretty plainly that salvation is by grace through faith, that it's not of works, but rather, friends, it is the gift of God. You'll never work enough to gain the favor of God. And I'm thankful that it's that way, that God does not give merited favor to one over the other. There's no such thing, friends, as those who were born saved. We was all born in sin and shaping in iniquity. There's not some that's selected to go to heaven and some that selected to go to hell. Listen, friends, it's a free choice tonight. Whether you want to be washed and whether you want to get clean. Nobody's ever got clean until they've realized that they're dirty. And listen, friends, you can't get clean until you realize that you're dirty. And listen, it was that way for me. And pride will stand in your way. I'm thankful for these two that's already come. But don't you let pride stand in your way tonight, friends. Listen, you know the Bible says pretty plain. It says if you're ashamed of the Father on this side, when you get to heaven one day after a while, He'll be ashamed of you. Listen, I fear one day at the judgment when man stands in front of God, people will give every excuse that there is. They'll say, I was a member of the church. They'll say, I give a little money. This was my preacher. This was my mom and daddy. But excuses won't work. When you stand in front of the holy judgment of God, you must be clean in that. If you ever going to make it through. Excuses won't work for you, friends. They never will. Excuses don't do nothing but send you to a devil's hell. That's all they've ever done. And listen, the devil sometimes he'll tell you, oh, He'll say, tonight's not tonight. But you know what the Bible says? It says, today is the day of salvation. And I take what the Bible says over what the devil says any day of the week, any time of the year. For he's a liar and been a liar since the beginning. And he is the father of lies. And listen, he will tell you now's not the time. But God himself says that she must be washed. If you want to ever have a part with me. And listen... Uh, I'll say this tonight. Just because you're a Baptist don't mean that you're going to go to heaven. If all you are is a Baptist in name only, and you've never experienced a cleansing and a washing and a regeneration and a new birth on the inside, hell will be your home. Listen, it don't matter what church you go to. It don't matter what kind of preacher that you've got. Listen, I know that you've got as good of a shot in this place tonight of being saved as you'll have anywhere. But just because you set foot in this place does not guarantee you access to heaven one day after a while. It all comes down to you. And if you're willing to be washed. And listen, friends, Peter, or he told him something over there when he read it in the Greek, when he said, Lord, that will never wash my feet. That word never is emphasized as never ever. There's never going to be a time that you'll wash my feet. There's not going to be a time through eternity that you'll come to me and stoop yourself down and wash. And you have that free choice tonight, friends, if you don't want to be washed. Sit in your seat. Go to hell. It won't be nobody's fault but your own. Don't you dare blame your preacher. Don't you dare blame your mom and your daddy. God has put everything in your path as roadblocks to try to get you to keep from going to that place. You know, if you go to hell, you'll have to go around this book. You'll have to go around the cross. You'll have to go around the Spirit of God. You'll have to go around another church. You'll have to go around these preachers on the road to hell. They've been put in your place as a warning that you need to be washed. 
Listen, friends, won't be nobody's fault but your own one day after a while. He said, if I wash you not, thou hast no part with me. You know, Job asked the question one time. He said, who can bring, who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean thing? Who can bring cleanliness from uncleanliness? Who can bring righteousness from unrighteousness? Listen, who can make that change? There's not a man within his own power that can make that change. But can I recommend something to you, friends? Listen, there's a blood that's still in existence. That's got more power than anything I know of. Listen, it's still in the glory world. And it's still free to all men who wants to come. Listen, the Bible in first John, in Revelation in the first chapter, it talks about to Jesus Christ. And to Him who cleansed us from our iniquity and washed us in His own blood. Listen, friends, I know people say that we do a slaughterhouse remission, but it's always been that way without the shedding of blood. There is no remission of sins. You can read all the way back into the garden. You can see that first animal sacrifice to cover their nakedness, to roll that sin back for just a little while. Listen, it's always been that way. But that blood has enough power tonight. It's extraordinary. And it's amazing that every sin that's ever come into contact with it just gets washed away. And is gone forever. You know, the devil will try to tell you sometimes. You know, the Bible tells us pretty plain when we get saved, he removes our sins as far as the east is from the west. He tells us that they're gone. I mean, wiped away. Never to be remembered anymore. And I know the devil remembers what I did, and I know that I remember what I did. But one day when I stand in front of God, listen, I can't plead my righteousness. Even as a preacher, even as a pastor, even as an evangelist, I'll not stand in front of God one day and plead my own righteousness, friend. The only thing that I can rely on in that hour is the darling blood of the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. Listen, you'll not stand even as a child of God puffed up at the judgment. You know, David said it this way. He said, I tremble. A man after God's own heart said, I tremble when I consider that judgment. Listen, friends, I won't stand up there one day. The only thing I'll do is just say, Lord, you remember that time when I was a 16-year-old boy and I reached the end of my rope and I never... Could do nothing about it. And I pled for mercy. And there's a little space of time that something happened. There was a change that took place on the inside. There was a peace that come in. Do you remember that time, Lord? He'll take a look through the Lamb's Book of Life. He'll say, You're one of mine. And I'll do nothing in that hour but rejoice that I've been washed. Listen, friends, if you go to the judgment without being washed, if you try to approach this table without being washed, you'll never make it. If you try to come without salvation, I'm afraid to tell you just plain and simple that hell will be your home. You must be washed. It's imperative. He told Nicodemus over there that you must be born again. It's the same thing. It is a commandment from God that sin itself has to be there in your life. It has to, one way or the other. Run towards God or run away from God. But listen, this book is like a mirror and lets you know what you are. Think about yourself for a minute. Don't you need to be washed? Guys, I love you, buddy. I'm going to give you a good 
I'm on me and I'm on Titus. I know us both fairly well. We both needed to be washed. I know Brother Benji. Brother Benji needed to be washed. Every single one of us needs to be washed by the Master. There's not one that's exempt from that fact. You must come. You know, he. Uh, you say, oh, ain't this Bible verse about foot washing? Listen, friends. He told him over there, he said, you're not washing. He said, if I wash you not, you'll have no part with me. Then Peter said, well, if that's the case, wash my hands. Wash my hand. He said, him that's been washed need not to be washed again. He said, save their feet. Listen, I'm glad that tonight I work with a man and he's been trying to convince me lately that you can look at your salvation and he might say he's lost his. But if you've ever had it, you'll never lose it. If you've ever been washed, you won't need to be washed again. The only thing that has to be washed is your feet, not the rest of you, because the rest of you see unto the day of redemption. And I know the devil will come along. I've learned about some spiritual warfare lately. I'm talking about the devil just completely wrapping my nerves, making me think that I was going crazy, making me think that there was no hope for me, that even though I was a preacher that I was not going to make it. Listen, there's none of us that's excused. There's none of us that's exempt from the attacks that he brings on us. And you know the hardest thing about those attacks is I would cry out to God and I would feel nothing in that hour and feel nothing in that time. Because the devil had so wrapped my mind and had so clouded my judgment. But you know, I'm glad that faith, friend, that faith that they've been put to the test. Listen, if you've been washed in this place and you're doubting it tonight, just put it to the test. If you really have what you need to have, it'll still be there even in the darkest of hours. If you've really been washed, you'll never have to go back and get cleansed again. You might need you all cleaned up every now and then, but you clean every week and made a fit subject for heaven. You know, he told him over there, you think about this. In the Middle Eastern countries over there, they had bathhouses over in the center of town. Most places, unless you're rich, didn't even have a bathtub at your house. They might have a little pail to wash off, but they walked to the center of town. They would get themselves cleaned up. But friends, by the time that they walked back to their house, they would have a little dirt on their feet, and they'd have a little dust that they had picked up along their journey. And even though they just got cleaned, their feet would need to be cleansed again. Listen, friends, I want to say to you tonight. This is the start of revival. Don't you be like Peter either, friends, and say, Lord, you'll never wash me, even as a child of God. There is sometimes that you all needs to be cleaned up a little bit if you're going to get in and have fellowship with an almighty God. Oh, and I know folks don't like to hear that. I've heard every excuse. I can sit in my seat and pray just the same as I can be up here and pray. I can feel the Lord back here. This is the way I can feel the Lord up here. I've heard every excuse. And you know what I hear when folks say things like that to me? They say, Lord, you ain't going to wash my feet. Lord, I'm all right. I don't need to be cleaned up a little bit. You know, this is the most underutilized bench in this entire church. Listen, you ought to be seeing folks on this just as much as you see folks in their seat. Listen, we've got it so backwards nowadays, friends. We just wait. Just sit around and wait. Wait for revival to come. Wait for the preacher to do something. Wait for somebody else to do something. 
looking out at everybody else and never look down at our own feet to see what we've been carrying. Never look down to see the dirt and the ground that we've picked up in our walk. And then sometimes when we do make no, take notice of those things, say, Lord, I'm all right. Let somebody else bear the burden tonight. I just can't pray. I just can't do nothing. Let somebody else tonight. You know Sister so-and-so, she always goes to the altar. She'll pray for us. You know Brother so-and-so always testifies. He'll testify for us. I'll be all right. While you sit in your seat and say, Lord, you'll never wash me, you need to be cleansed from your sins too, friend. Need to be cleaned up every now and then. You know, we get it backwards nowadays. I started to say this earlier. We say, oh, if the sinners would move... We say, oh, if they just pray, if they just get worried about themselves, we'd do something. If they just hit the altar, we'd do something. There's three of them up here. Where you at? Huh? Oh, friends, the Bible tells us pretty plainly. We have this backwards nowadays, and I just want the Bible tells us pretty plainly. It says, if Zion travails, it says then, then she will bring forth her children. If Zion prevails and labors goes through the birthing process, if they work first, then the birth happens. I'm afraid to say that we're around one of the proudest generations I've ever seen. One of the proudest generations I've ever heard of. One of the proudest generations I've ever known. But I don't want to call nobody out tonight, but your feet might be dirty. And you might have just as much of a place up here in this hall as these sinners do. There's not a one of us tonight that don't need to be washed. Cleaned up every now and then. And keep on going on our journey. And it's a simple thought tonight, friends. If I wash you not, thou hast no part with me. Church, if your feet's not being done, Thou hast no part with me. If somebody don't see the need in their heart, thou hast no part with me. No revival will ever happen. No births come until somebody sees the need that we got to be washed. Are you filthy tonight, friend? You say, huh, I've heard the excuse lately that my sins are too bad and I've done too much to ever be saved. Don't you let the devil tell you that either. <laughs> Listen, there's example after example after example of folks in the Bible that was far worse than probably any of us in this place ever thought about being. But yet Christ looked down and washed them and forgave them. What about the woman that was caught in the very act of adultery? They came to him and tempted him. Said the law says to stone her. What dost thou say? He bent down and didn't say a thing to him, but he began to die in the dirt. I've heard folks speculate on what he wrote. I don't know what he wrote, but I know what he did. He looked at them and he said, "Ye that's without sin, cast the first stone. You that's without sin, be the one to judge." It said it started from the oldest to the youngest, and they all began to go away because they've been pricked in their heart. We need to be pricked in our heart every now and then to let us know that we're still the children of God and to let us know that we're walking right. They 
looked up at Jesus, he asked her, he said, Woman, where's thine accusers? He said, There are none. He said, Neither do I condemn thee. He said, Go and sin no more. You know that, that I'm glad that he didn't look and judge her based on her life. You might be a child, you might be an old person in this place tonight. Christ will never judge you on your life. He looks at your heart. He looks at a vessel that needs to be washed with all kinds of love, all kinds of compassion, and every manner of grace. And He just extends it out to you and says, if I wash you not, you'll have no part with me. But if you want to be clean, come get clean. If you want to be cleansed, come wash them away. Then sins can disappear and be made white as snow. You know, I was thinking when I was thinking about this scripture, I think I'll be done. We had a foster girl that come to the church that I was a pastor up in Kentucky. And uh, she got saved a couple of weeks before our revival happened. And she had had a rough life. There had been some things she had done in her life that was bad. Her mom and daddy had just come abused her. It was awful, the situation that she came out of. There were some folks from my church that began to foster her. And I watched that hard-hearted sinner who wanted nothing to do with God. I watched that hard-hearted individual that thought that everybody was out to get her start to change. The longer that she was around the gospel, the longer that she was around the love of the church, the longer that she felt the love of God, something began to change in her. She began to soften a little bit. And you know there did come one faithful Sunday morning where I saw her get up out of her seat. She didn't even make it all the way to the altar. She got down to about right here. She didn't pray but just for a minute or two. And she come up telling us that the Lord had saved her. And you know the way that she described her salvation? She said, I've never felt so clean. <laughs> I've never felt so clean as I feel right now. <laughs> you can get cleansed from everything that you've done, friends. <laughs> if I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. I don't want to stand in judgment and Christ look at me and say, you've not got a part. If you have no part with Christ, you have no part with God. And if you have no part with God, you cannot dwell in the land that God dwells in. Hell will be your home if I wash thee not. Friends, and church alike, we all need to be cleansed, whether we want to admit it or not. And tonight would be a good night to make that start. You say, I'm worried about these sinners. You say, I want to see them saved. Prove it. Prove it to the Lord. Every now and then He tests you, friends. Every now and then you're put up to the chopping block to see what you made of. Is your feet too dirty to walk in the holy presence of the heart? Or do you need to be washed as well? I don't know what needs to happen to that, friends, but that's all that's on my heart. If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Take heed to the warning, friends. While we sing, whatever needs to happen. Sinner friend, if you're in this place and you need to come, feel free. There's room on this altar. There's room on these front steps. There's room at your seat. There's room at the cross for you. All men who will come have just bowed themselves in humble repentance. There's room for you to get cleaned and hot. While we sing.